1: you're making the best of it uh, as we are uh, you know uh, getting closer to the big day and hopefully you're getting everything that you've ever wished for uh on your christmas shopping list or holiday list whatever list it may be as long as it doesn't start with an s you know because we're on a couple of those but that's a whole nother issue uh but we're wishing everybody the best uh for the holidays we'll leave it at that right dennis yes sir okay so um that aside Uh, We've been given a gift that is uh, very similar to like uh, getting a lump of coal in your stocking (laughs) from Santa Clara Airport. Uh, It made the news this week, uh, and and it's not in a good way. They're definitely playing the Grinch card, it sounds like, when it comes from an aviation standpoint. Would you agree, Dennis?
2: I would agree. Uh, The. The board of administrators for the, uh, the, the county there have determined or they had a study done on lead exposure around the airport. The results came back. They made a decision to ban 100 low lead fuel sales or any leaded fuel sales at Reed Hillview and San Martin airports in, in uh, basically the Silicon Valley area of California. Hmm. And it's effective January 1st. there's a big problem yeah (laughs) there's there's not time there's no drop-in replacement fuel so if i was to you know go fly in there and need to fuel up with the mooney or someone comes in with a cirrus there's no fuel available that they can put in they're going to be selling swift uh 94 unleaded which may work fine in older cessna skyhawks that are carbureted but it's not going to work well in the modern high performance airplanes with high compression engines Right. So well, or, and, this, this and, you leads know, to a big problem.
1: Well, the manufacturers are they're working with Swift trying to get all that stuff certified, but it, it's a process, and uh, you know, and and they're still saying what it's probably in another year or two away before this really becomes you know. Uh, good across the board, so to speak, maybe. Right. What?
2: There's another, there's another player out there, Gammy, that introduced a hundred low, hundred, hundred low or unleaded hundred low, you know, fuel octane fuel. Yeah. They, they've got that introduced. However, they're not going to be able to ramp up production to be able to get, you know, any sort of a distribution on that fuel till sometime at towards the end of 2022. Mm. Uh, okay. It's just because it takes time to work with refiners, distributors, and all this kind of stuff to get, you know, to get a fuel dis- uh, delivered and they still have to get certification on it from the FAA to be able to use it in all varying engines. Because the the approach that they took was, we're not going to develop a replacement 100 low lead fuel. We're going to get an STC to allow this particular fuel to be used with this particular engine on this airframe. So they would have to pursue getting an STC for every single airframe and engine combination in order to be able to legally use that fuel. So hmm. it's it's a, it's a longer game that they have to play here in order to get that certified.
1: Okay. So all of this stuff they you know they push this through in Santa Clara regardless of knowing that this was a problem uh, you know having this other fuel available. There's like, well, there's an alternative just use that. But but let's let's be honest here. This isn't about the fuel or, you know, getting the lead out of the community to save the children. It really is a disguise or a, uh, you know, a side attack to shut down the airport, just like they were doing in Santa Monica, Uh, you know, and and AOPA had to to step up and try to, you know, push back and the aviation community had to push back a little bit on this as well. But uh, isn't that what was going on? I mean, they're, they
2: haven't they're not even being tried straight to with hide us. It. Yeah, No, they haven't tried to hide it at all. They've actually announced that they intend to close the airport down in 2031 when their grant obligations expire. So they, they think the meantime- this might
1: be a, a way to expedite the process. Well, let's just turn the fuel off. And then the airplanes won't be able to fly into the airport. They won't be able to function. It'll run out of money, and they can shut it down and turn it into housing or something.
2: Right. That, that is the that is actually their plan. They mm-hmm. want to turn the property over into affordable housing and you know get rid of the airport. Never mind that the airport's a piece of essential infrastructure. You've got charter planes and you know unscheduled airlines flying in and out of there, bringing passengers and workers into and out of the valley. It's important for fire prevention for. You know, emergencies, I mean, last time I checked, uh, earthquakes are still an issue in California and being able to get supplies in and out of there, you know, when the big one does hit, uh, mm-hmm. that airport could become, you know, quite a critical piece of infrastructure and right. they're just going to let it go to waste.
1: Somebody there in the local government doesn't care and they want to turn it into low income housing or something else that they, they think they can benefit from uh, better than having a local airport. I mean, that's Yeah, the bottom if somebody line.
2: wanted to dig into it, I bet we would find that uh, they are being, fun- their campaign was probably financed by developers mm-hmm. or, you know, if you really wanted to dig. But, at the end of the day you know that's only speculation on our part but you know, they the city county etc wants to shut the airport down and this may be a way for them to do it sooner than waiting 10 years for their grant obligations to yeah. expire i mean we've we've covered
1: this uh, many times on the show before where different mayors or city governments i mean we had the one mayor what in chicago who who his idea was to shorten the runway to make no
2: nope. <laughs> his idea was in the middle of the night to show up with bulldozers and carve big x's in the middle of the runway well exactly it, but make it. Unusable because it would yep. be way shorter, and you wouldn't be able to use well, it. Well, that's then. what they did in Santa Monica: is they shortened the runway. They got permission so that they wouldn't be able to get as many jets in. They shortened the runway to three thousand feet, and basically, you know, in an effect, cut the utility of that airport in half.
1: Yeah, this is not very, uh, uh, you know, Christmas season uh activities that you expect
2: to encounter this is grinch level exactly things coming on here you're playing dirty here
1: come on just be straight with us okay if you want to close down the airport uh, okay have an argument on you know what does the airport bring to the community and what would the alternative you know have that argument back and forth and go but don't you know just like well hey if we turn the fuel off or make it so they can't sell this fuel they won't be able to function i mean it's it's a backhanded way to uh sabotage uh, operations there at the airport. I mean, it's so uh ugh. It Just well, it's frustrating. There's more to the to story
2: that. than just shutting the fuel off. They have a a number of 50 year leases that coincidentally expire at the end of this year as mm-hmm. well, and they have they are not renewing any of them, and they've only extended five of them on a month to month basis. So, can you imagine how much uh, investment those businesses would want to make into their business, knowing that they only have a month to month agreement? So, again. You know, instead of improving the infrastructure and making it more valuable and more of an asset to the community, it's going to fall, you know, to waste.
1: Right, but the fact about them uh, going after uh, leaded fuel, uh, th- this is really just politics at play—a classic political play to uh, to and and use this like, hey, we're just trying to save the children, you know, argument. None is just nonsense. I, I mean, yeah.
2: it's, well, it's, those airplanes are going to go somewhere. So all they're doing is moving the problem to someone else's children. If that's truly the the problem here.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, it's very unfortunate. Uh, so, you know, and the fact that may, maybe they're doing this on purpose at this time of year, too. I mean, of course, maybe if, if the lease comes up at the end of the year, it is what it is. But I don't I, I would I would even put it past them that uh, this is coming up. During the holidays, when things are slowing down a little bit business-wise, people aren't paying attention. You know, you think a little bit of that might be going on, too. I, I don't mean to play conspiracy theorist, but that's what it looks like to me. I, I don't on. think
2: they uh, they thought that far ahead. I think they're just looking at, hey, this is convenient that, uh, you know, these are all coming at the end of the year. Just, yeah. you know, never mind that the holidays are in there. Just right. carry on. Yeah, it,
1: it's just so unfortunate and uh, and and really does take you out of the holiday frame of mind which is which is just sad so sad but uh it is what it is if you're in uh you know in in california well glad i'm not you that's all i got to say because it it is one of these things that if they are successful with this uh particular attack it will it'll it'll spread like a virus you know uh, another one that we wouldn't want you think
2: i I absolutely believe that would be the case because if they're successful with this, you know santa monica is going to go and institute the exact same ban and use that as the justification for it yeah and then well. from there who's next
1: well it won't be florida hopefully uh well, let's hope not <laughs> dennis and i reside and i think uh, we're not planning to make any moves anytime soon and that's just one more
0: reason not to
1: all right more coming up on just plain radio stay close
0: just plain radio the show devoted exclusively to flying in the aviation lifestyle Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle.
2: Oh my, it smells like Grandma's house at Christmas. That's when we found her dead on the toilet.
0: Merry Christmas, baby. You sure you treat me nice.
1: This is Just Plane Radio. Gregor, your co-pilot. That is me, along with Captain Dennis. Navigating the latest aviation news and information during this holiday season. Hopefully you're doing quite well with it. Despite, you know, uh, some folks out in California trying to make our aviation lives a little bit more difficult by, uh, you know, not selling the, the aviation fuel that we use in our aircraft after the first, which is it's going to be real interesting to see where the dust settles on that whole thing. But I guess we'll find out sooner as opposed to later. But on a more positive note. Um, I'm sure, you know, if you can't fly your your private aircraft around, around, you're you're suffering with uh, the commercial flights, and they are cranking right now. You know, I'm in Orlando, and I just flew this uh, week up to see some family, and um, I was expecting the worst. And one thing, you know, I got to give a little uh, shout out to uh, Global Entry again. If you do not have global entry and TSA pre that you get along with it, uh, you don't know what you're missing uh, other than uh, like hours of waiting in lines because TSA pre saved me again at least an hour and a half. If not, uh, if not more at the lines at our Orlando International Airport this week, Dennis.
2: Not to mention a little bit of your dignity, not having to take off your belt and your shoes and taking right. the laptop out of the case and all that kind of stuff. You know, yeah. it just—it's it, like it used to be, but we pay for the convenience now.
1: Yeah, when it, when it's really crowded during the holidays, that's when uh, you know global entry and TSA pre really make a huge difference because they were backed up an hour uh, outside security when i left orlando to fly up north and i was like oh my god thank god i have this and sure enough tsa pre you know i waited maybe 5 minutes if that but uh you know that that was one thing and you know i mean it, it's a good time to kind of go over this if you if you're not familiar with uh traveling you know there's there are little tricks and things that you can do to expedite the process and and i think we want to navigate through some of that today right Dennis
2: Exactly. You know, how not to be that guy at the airport. Yeah.
1: And sometimes it's very subtle. I mean, I'll tell you, you know, I've traveled quite a bit. I kind of know the ropes as far as scheduling my commercial flights. And, you know, there's little things that, you know, you can do like before you even get to security, tuck your phone away, put it in your bag, make sure you have nothing in your pockets. So you're not scrambling at the last minute. You know, before you uh, get up to the rollers that are yeah, going give through.
2: yourself the pat down, make it look yeah. like you're doing the Macarena as you're checking. Do I have a phone in this pocket? Have I got a wallet back here? Just right. Get yourself organized yeah, Exactly. Yeah.
1: Get ready to go through security before you get in line. Uh, that is the reason why they get so backed up because there's so many people that don't really understand what they have to do before they you know get up to the screening area and, and then they're you know taking jackets off and shoes off and stuff out of their pocket and then they forgot they had a water bottle and this thing or that thing and you know if, if you do a little pre uh you know uh, planning for going through security you'll you you will save a lot of time and you'll look a little bit more like, hey, this guy has got it going on so much to the effect of that other people might look to you for guidance, and that actually happened to me uh, this week when uh, when I was flying up north. It wasn't in security. I had gotten on the plane and I sat down, and there, you know, and we're flying from Orlando, uh, which means that there's a ninety nine percent chance that there are going to be a ton of screaming kids on the aircraft and families that have just been at the theme parks all week. And, uh, and sure enough, this was the same situation. And there was a young guy and, uh, and his young daughter sitting next to me and, uh, you know, they were in the window and aisle and I was in the, uh, or, you know, I was in the aisle seat and they had the, the window and the one between us. And so you know uh, we sat down and and I'm pretty situated, and i just pop plop right down and get my cla- you know uh, i you know you get your your bag up in the uh compartment very quickly if you already have done all your pre-planning and you're not clogging up the aisle so people can do this and I think he saw that or something, but after we sat down, he goes he goes uh uh you've done this before, haven't you?" He goes, you've you've traveled a lot, haven't you? And I'm like, uh, well, yeah. And I'm I'm kind of thinking like, what did I do that made him think that I was an expert? <laughs> he goes, yeah, I've only done this like once. And I said, oh, you're doing fine. Your little your little kid there seems to be you know handling it well. She's not screaming, which you know to me that's as long as they don't scream, it's fine. You know, and they stay in their seat. But uh, she seemed well behaved, and I said, oh, you'll be fine. It'll, it'll be good. But but for whatever reason, he, he thought uh, I was a world traveler expert, and I don't know wh- how I gave off that vibe. I don't know if it was just that I was able to get in my seat quickly and not clog up the aisleway, but there was some aura or some vibe I gave off that I looked like an expert, Dennis.
2: Well, you know the people that aren't because they're the ones that have to open up their roller bag and grab their headsets and stuff out of there. And and then, you know, they're repacking all their luggage before they can even put it up above versus the people that know what they're doing that have their headset, their iPad, uh, you know, whatever else they need in a little backpack to toss out of the seat. They just get in, sit down, and then start nesting. True. Everything else is taken care of out of the way, boom, done, yeah, yeah, and 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 that 's probably what it was,
1: because yeah, I just like planning for going through security by tucking your phone in to a bag so you don 't have anything in your pocket, you know before I get on the airplane, yeah, I, okay, what am I going to use while i 'm flying uh, okay i'm going to want my water bottle i 'm going to want my ear pods. You know, I, you know, I'm going to want my neck pillow, whatever, uh, so I'm not having to jump up and get crap out of my bag uh, that I'm going to use during the flight. So it, it's just a little, you know, uh, pre-planning of what you think you're going to do so you're not doing it when you're in a, a situation where you're going to clog up the aisle or, you know, have to move around a lot and, you know, bother your neighbors and stuff like that. It's really just kind of planning for the future. You hear what I'm saying? right yeah absolutely it'll save uh you know a ton of aggravation, and uh, evidently and, and if you do it enough, people may look at you as like oh, this guy's an expert,
2: yeah, it'll, and you know we can take that and extend you know the list out even farther. I mean, there's a lot of stuff you can do before you even get to the airport, like try to get to the airport early, don't show up ten minutes before your flight, get there two hours before your flight, then you're not. Panicking rushing, and rushing yeah. and being stressed, and then making you know dumb mistakes. Right. You've got time. So then, if the if if the regular checkpoint is backed up, you're not so worried about. Oh, am I going to make my flight? Uh, you know, I got to be there. Well, well, it's an hour and a half line through security. That's hey, right. I guess I still got time, right? And,
1: and let me illustrate that quite well as a travel uh, genius, according to this guy. Uh, that's what he how he looked at me is. That, I'm, I'm going to just call myself that genius. But uh, even geniuses can make a mistake here and there. The flight before this one, I actually hadn't flown in a while. And, you know, I'm going through scary I got there early. Like you said, I usually give myself at least a couple hours. And it was a good uh, reason or good thing I did this time because I had looked down at my uh, ticket. And I, and I told my buddy I'd meet him at the gate that I was traveling with. And uh, he said, fine. So I I took off, and I had to walk clear across the airport to go through security. I was like, that's odd. I looked down, my looked gate 71, okay, whatever. I go, and I get in there, I get in the coffee line. He texts me, he goes, where are you? And I'm like, I'm in the coffee line, in, in the Zaza coffee line, here in the terminal. And he goes, I'm here, I see no Zaza coffee line. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm right in the line, how can you miss me? I'll explain what happened next.
0: Just plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast
1: as you can drive.
0: Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle.
2: Shall I begin the Christmas story? Absolutely. <laughs>
1: is just playing radio greg your co-pilot that is me along with captain dennis all right so um you know being the travel uh genius that i am according to this guy sat next to me on uh, my flight last week he he just said uh, he i don't know he just turned to me and goes man you've you've done this before haven't you you're a pro and i'm like uh well i've tried, yeah i've flown a few times but i was like what did i do that uh made him Look to me as an expert, tra- you know, world traveler, which actually I kind of am. <laughs> but but I, I I put genius in there because I think that illustrates the point. You might as well take the win when you get it. Right, Dennis?
2: Hey, you know, whatever you can score, you know, may as well yeah, suck it exactly. up. Exactly.
1: Right? right. Take it when you can get it.
2: and Because uh, generally we're busting you for something. So well, if someone's going to compliment you, take them. It'll help average it out. Right.
1: True. True. Yeah, I mean, even a genius can make a mistake every now and then, which uh, the flight before this one, sure enough, you know, I look down, look at the gate number, take off to the gate. And I was like, gosh, I got to walk all the way across the airport to go through security for this one. Then it was odd, but I wasn't really paying attention. I was just kind of, you know, in travel mode and just like, okay, just got to go and got to meet my buddy. And so I get in the coffee line after I go through the, uh, you know, the tram ride to the terminal. And uh getting coffee line. I, and I called him first. I said, Hey dude, you want me to get your coffee? He goes, No, no. And then he shows up, you know, or I you know, he says, But I'm in the train, I'll be there in just a minute, I'll see you. And I'll say, Okay. So, you know, a few minutes go by and he hadn't shown up yet, and the line's moving very slowly. And uh so I, I uh I looked down on my phone and he's texted me, he goes, I'm here, where are you And I said, Well, I'm in the coffee line, like I said. I said, I see no coffee place. Here in the terminal, I said, "What are you talking? It's right here. How could you miss it?" And uh, and as soon as I read the text, uh, then I looked down at my ticket, and then I realized the number that I had read for the gate was actually like my seat number, and I'm like, "Oh crap!" And uh, and and realized I was on the wrong, you know, uh, at the wrong gate. I had i put in or at least made a mental note of the wrong number. And so I like okay, well, I'll just have to go out and of course, as soon as I get out of the line of the coffee line, I go to the, back to the trams to go back to the terminal. And I the the line is like backed up way into the middle of the lobby. I'd never seen it that long in my life. And uh and I'm like, "Oh, great." But I got through it, and sure enough, I get off the tram. Now I have to go out of the terminal, out of security again and go back through it again. Now, thank God I had gotten there plenty early. Like you said, that is the the key to always give yourself enough time. And I also had global entry and TSA pre. And if I would not have had those, if I wouldn't have had TSA pre on those flights, I would have really been cutting it very, very close. Because, you know, like I said, it was backed up like, you know, even then that was a couple of weeks ago. It was still backed up like a half an hour, at least in security.
2: Well, I got another suggestion for you then. You should, if you don't already have it, you should have your airlines app on your phone and get you make sure that you've got your ticket and everything in there because I've had numerous gate changes on me over time. Right. And if you have that paper ticket printed out, it was only accurate when you printed it out the day before well and you know that stuff changes so maybe there's a better chance you wouldn't have read the seat number instead of your gate number yeah you know it was weird
1: <laughs> I, I was looking at i what i always do is have both i i do use the apps but i i get a, a hard copy just in case like if god forbid you know your cell phone would die or something i'd always have a hard copy so I, I'll, I'll print out a, a ticket i'll go to the kiosk when i get into the t- ticketing area and I'll get a hard copy of my boarding pass. And for whatever reason, the way they printed it out, the gate number was much smaller than the seat number or something. I don't know. And that's why I was saying when I glanced down, I just saw the number I'm like, oh yeah, okay. And just went. So it was a it was a bonehead boneheaded mistake that I will never make again. <laughs> but Lies. Yeah, but illustrates why it's important to get to the airport early. And uh, and once again, another selling point for TSA pre and or global entry, which, by the way, a little bonus right now, I'm up for my uh, global entry renewal. So I've had to f- refile for next year. It doesn't expire until next year. And there's actually some, you know, some, uh, I don't know, grandfathering they're doing because they're backed up because of COVID or something that would extend it even longer. But I went ahead and renewed it and uh, put in my application, and they approved me for my, uh, you know, your interview that you have to do for global entry. Mm-hmm. But guess what?
2: I, I'm You don't have it. to come for an interview now? No. I,
1: I, they're doing it over Zoom. Okay. They gave me the option to do it. I'm like, do you, would you prefer to do it over Zoom or have to come to the airport? I'm like, Zoom, hello? Like, why didn't you do it like this the first time? <laughs> you know? So I I don't know if that was just cuz of renewal or they're doing that because of covid now or what but uh, I yeah, hadn't heard of it. It's probably
2: that. a lot more efficient for them, just Heck like yeah. everybody else. It's way more so, efficient for me
1: so ex- absolutely I said I want to do it on Zoom.
2: So well, That leads yeah. into another tip that I have for you Greg. What's so that? It, getting the a uh, credit card for your airline may actually save you money. Uh a lot of those credit cards will include a credit every four or five years to renew either global entry or TSA pre. Which I
1: did, absolutely. So
2: start thinking about that because my other suggestion was going to be consider checking your bag because, you know, imagine having to go to the wrong concourse, then come back through security and have your carry-on bag checked again, and then having Mm -hmm. to roll it around. If you just check the bag, now you don't have to worry about it. You just walk through the airport and you only have to worry about your coffee and your little backpack with your essentials that you need on the plane. Right. Well, at 30 bucks a bag, I understand why people want to carry on. But if you get a credit card like Delta Airlines, uh, that's the one I'm most familiar. Yeah. If you're a credit card holder, your first bag at least is waived. So that mm-hmm. saves you 30 bucks a flight. It doesn't take too long to make back the ninety nine dollars a year that that credit card costs. One right. or two flights and your money ahead, and look at the convenience.
1: Yeah, I have United, Delta, and uh, American at that tier, and you can go up from there. But yeah, you're like you're right. It's like ninety nine bucks a year. First year is usually free on some of them. Uh, United, their Explorer card at that entry level uh, does include a credit for uh, a global entry so if you you purchase your global entry $100 fee on your united card uh yeah they'll credit you uh that back as a as a perk uh for the renewal or the first time you get global entry so yeah i'm with you man i'm i got them, and i do exactly that and you know and i travel more than most people so it makes sense for me to maybe have more than one, but yeah, if you can pick one, that's great. But I, uh, unfortunately, I end up flying all over the place, and some you know, like uh, flying United out of the Pacific makes more sense. Americans great for the Caribbean, Delta's good for domestic. That's kind of how I look at it from for my travels. But uh, but if you can stick to to one, which is what you do, Delta, right? Primarily, yes. Yeah, and that's who I was flying with when the guy said I was a world traveler. You know, he thought I was a genius, world traveling genius. Well and, it, and
2: I think that yeah. I've actually wound up saving more money by paying for the higher level of the delta card because I get you know sky club access yeah. so I get a free meal uh on layovers or as I'm leaving so you uh if you If you have the need to grab an adult beverage, those are complimentary at the Sky Club bar, which is certainly, you know, can be convenient. And I've seen the line at nine o'clock in the morning of people getting mamosas, which is vodka, champagne, and orange juice floater. It's like, okay, I guess that's, you got to start your day somehow. (laughs) Maybe not my way, but- Why uh, not? Live large. Each their own. There you go. Act like it.
1: Yeah, you know, that free bag uh, uh, perk, you know, it's not just for you. If you book your entire family on it, Usually, all of them get their first bag free with it.
2: They do, as long as you're traveling with them. I found that is a loophole as well. So, if I buy a ticket for my daughter and have her go fly back to uh, Minnesota or something like that by herself, that free bag allowance doesn't count. So... Uh, After fighting with Delta on that one, I wound up having her get her own credit card. Now they're having to give me 8,000 bonus miles for the referral, and they're giving her 30,000 miles because she's now a cardholder. Yes, that didn't work as well for them.
1: (laughs) Know how to work the system at all. Hey, if you're not working the system, the system (laughs) is working you.
2: Good point. Okay, that's
1: so true. Our gift to you on Just Plain Radio. Stay close.
0: Enough reindeer games. Back to the sky, boys. We need to shave three minutes off our flight time. It's the
1: most wonderful time of the year. This is Just plain Radio. Greg, your co pilot. That's me, Lola Captain Dennis, navigating the latest aviation news and information and giving you the gift of travel tips, uh, especially if you got to fly a commercial. And, you know, some of this would apply to, you know, general aviation as well, you know, pack light. Plan in advance. You know, I think it's it's kind of ingrained in uh, private pilots to do this. Dennis. Well, and you might
2: want to now check and make sure that the airport has the fuel you need too. Well, so. true. There's
1: that, <laughs> but but we're kind of you know programmed to do that in our flight instruction. You're you're always planning for what you know the flight you got to do. and That includes what you're going to carry and all that. So you know, I think it kind of transfers over a little bit to uh, commercial flights but uh you know you know some of these things you know if you're not used to it or you're out of practice dealing with the crowds at the uh you know big airports and stuff these little tips really can make a huge huge difference whether it's using the credit cards to get the free bags or, you know, uh, you know, packing appropriately or planning in advance before you go to security or what you're going to use on your plane uh, when you're in your seat. So you don't have to jump up and down or if you're at the window seat and you need to get, you know, access to your bag, you know, that's never, never good. Oh, excuse me. Can I, uh, can I get you up? And they're like, oh, God, again, you know, you don't want to be that guy for sure. But uh, but those things, and then, you know, going through security with all the, you know, uh, screening stuff, you got to kind of know, like, what, three ounces is the limit for any liquid and that kind of thing, right?
2: Right. No more than three. They have to be in a one-quart bag, all that kind of stuff. You can't have um, no liquids and gels uh, larger than 3.4 ounces. One bag no bigger than a quart, yeah. uh, you know, that type of thing. But also, that bag needs to be accessible means you have to take it out so they can scan it separately so don't go and you know put it in the bottom of your bag under everything else unless you have
1: tsa pre global uh global entry which well, they don't
2: usually uh bother you with that well stuff. when you have those you don't have to take your tsa bag you know, that yeah. the 311 bag out you're right mm-hmm. but uh you know for people that oh i'm going to be really efficient i don't want to pay that 30 dollar bag fee so i'm going to pack everything i can into this little, tr- little carry-on bag right. that's going to fit in the overhead and i'll and then they go and get one of those little vacuum-sealed things that you use your vacuum cleaner to suck the air out to get everything tight to fit yeah, in there. Right. And then the TSA scans it wants to open that up and take a look at something that's in there. How are you going to get that back together? So yeah, think, exactly. you know, plan ahead, plan your bag, make sure the stuff's accessible because there's a good chance that the TSA is going to take a look at that and want you to open that bag. So the last thing you want to be doing is struggling trying to get your stuff back into your suitcase before you even get on the plane.
1: Right. When, you know, and it goes back to the TSA pre and global check for me too, because, uh, you know, a lot of times, yeah, they don't make you take your stuff out and, you know, because you have this, just that service itself kind of tells them like, okay, this guy is, you know, familiar with travel and should know what's going on. I mean, they, they'll still potentially, you know, have you open up your bag if they see something in the, in the X-ray that doesn't look right to them. But, uh. You've been there. I've been there. I don't like people going through my stuff, which is another selling point for, uh, like I said, TSA Pre and uh, and Global Entry. So you know, give yourself the gift of Global Entry. <laughs> Maybe that that should be the theme of today's show to a certain extent. And just to reiterate, you know, Global Entry is obviously international travel, and it expedites you through security if you're coming back to the states from a international destination and trust me it just ha- has to happen once where you go through like miami and you see the throngs of people lined up waiting to get through customs and everything and if you have global entry you literally go up to a kiosk and skip all of it it's remarkable and you're like that is the best hundred bucks i've ever spent in my life thank you god and, and then,
2: the fact that they give you the TSA pre-check, which is, you know, 85 bucks by itself, right. you paying $15 extra for the convenience in the ca- just in case you decide you want to go international. Yeah. That, to me, good. that's a no-brainer.
1: And it's good for five years. And I've heard this from people like, well, I, I never travel outside the country. I'm like, look, are you, can you predict what happens five years in the future? No! You might just be tempted to head over to the Bahamas or something. So pay the extra fifteen
2: bucks. And if you listen to this show, we're trying to tempt you to head over to the That's Bahamas. Right. Go dive with sharks. Take your airplane. Go fly over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't limit yourself.
1: Keep keep your options open. But yeah, the extra fifteen bucks to get the global entry is is well worth it. And uh, and and you know, just some of these things that we've touched on uh, makes it obviously it's the best gift you could possibly give the and and traveler not- on your list.
2: And it's not hard to sign up for it either um, we had to get my daughter enrolled in the TSA pre-check now that she's uh you know over 18 and you know can travel on her own well I think the total time from when we hit the parking uh, ramp at the airport until we were back in our car was less than 15 minutes for her to go through her screening on site right. and like you said a renewal screening can be done by zoom now so yeah. it's even easier well I don't so, they might
1: even be doing the initial uh, interviews on zoom for all I know I don't know
2: and I don't know that they are because they have to fingerprint you oh, for TSA yeah, Pre yeah. and stuff like that. And I don't think they've correct. figured out how to do that over Zoom yet. Do you put your hand right on your uh, camera or something like that? Yeah, time. I don't think it's – yeah, we're not there yet, but just give it a few weeks. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: But, but it's definitely worth it. And, you know, maybe it's just the gift you give yourself, uh, you know, this holiday season. Like I said, with some of those credit cards, like the United Explorer card, they give you the credit for TSA Pre. So that covers your – you know $99 credit card fee right there and so they'll cover that fee and uh and give you that as a perk and to like uh united club passes every year and stuff so
2: it makes yeah, a lot usually of sense. a a companion ticket or a flight credit towards uh, you know so it winds up yeah, you may pay 100 bucks up front, but believe me, it's going to pay for itself in, in savings and convenience throughout the year. It's, right. It definitely can be justified.
1: Yeah, you just got to watch the fine print. They're all a little bit different, but uh, but they're definitely worth getting if you think you're going to be flying around uh, on a flight or two a year with them. It pretty much pays for it, if you ask me. But uh, but you, there you go. So, you know, plan in advance. You know, don't be that guy. Next thing you know, uh, people on the airplane are going to turn to you and go, gosh. You uh, you've done this before, haven't you? Well, I listen to just plain radio to Greg and Dennis, and you know I kind of know uh know the ropes the you know to travel the world now, and I am kind of a genius. Uh, they they call me a traveling genius. Yes, you want to be that guy, don't you, Dennis?
2: I am that guy. Okay, well there you go. See. It- and that's the attitude you have to have, right? Right. Yeah. I am going to be that guy. I am not going to be the one that they make the example of. Yeah, it's I funny. I just want to get in, get out. When you call yourself
1: seat. a traveling genius, you might get an odd look or two, but I'm used to it. You know? So <laughs> it's really just uh, how you wear it, I think. You know what I mean? I do. Okay. That's all that counts. And, and you know, I think it goes well with the uh, the pilot mindset. We're kind of a unique breed. Of individual and you know we're trying to you know i don't know not brag but we want to set a good example for the rest of the world like if everybody could be like us uh, the, the world whole
2: world would be a better place absolutely
1: at least in our minds now yeah, maybe not in yours <laughs> but it, it, it's really just how you handle it you know and uh you know during the holidays you, you need as much patience as possible to make the traveling experience, you know, manageable because it's a little rough out there right now. And uh, so you got to pack your patience for sure. But if you follow any of those little tips that we just shared over the last hour or so, it's going to make things a little bit better. And uh, then you just pop in your headphones and hopefully you're not sitting next to, you know, a screaming baby for the next two hours or something like that. I mean that could happen regardless, but you know, uh, you you kind of got to have to stack the odds and uh in your favor, right?
2: Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: No <laughs> argument from
2: Dennis. No, not at all. No, yeah. I'm just picturing you, you know, stuff with 99% of the passengers being screaming kids and yeah. then on my side of the state, you know, it's 99% of the people need a wheelchair. So, yeah. you know. And pick an and adult shoes. diaper. Yeah. Right. So,
1: <laughs> there's a little bit of uh, you know, Uh, Both of those, I, I, you know, that's
2: a tough call. What would you prefer more of? They may need a wheelchair, but that means you can get off the plane quicker and out of the way. So you know,
1: you know, the smells are kind of the same, right? Yeah. So I guess you got to just take it for what it is. So on that happy holiday note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time, remember, there's no better high than learning
2: to fly.